What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from a place that frightens and confuses the caveman. I am your host, Matt, along with me, my co-host, Daniel. What's up, my man? I'm frightened, man. And confused. (laughs) (laughs) And also along with us today is uh, our guest, Amanda, friend of the show. How are you, my love? I'm doing great. Good. I never know how to respond in that. Um, (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, just, there we go. There's some guest response right there, getting some love here. Maya Angelou once said that raising kids is like nailing jello to a tree. And today we're going to talk about home training. We're going to talk about raising kids and family and stuff like that because I just feel like it's a it's a fun topic. We all of course have have families, we have children uh, all at different ages. Daniel, man, you got you got kids ranging from grown to to kids. Kids, kids. They're everywhere, bro. They're everywhere. Kids everywhere. <laughs> and so let's let's dive right into this because there's a reason why I want to kind of talk about this, and that's the this Proverbs twenty two six. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody quotes it. People talk about it all the time, but I think sometimes it can kind of be um, it can kind of be misconstrued, either by the parent or by the child or by out you know onlookers. Um, and so let's just, let's just go right into, it. I feel like we could talk about this for a while. So let's, let's get into it. Proverbs 22, six says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. I'm going to read it again, but I'm going to read the amplified because I like what the amplified says here. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And in keeping with his individual gift or bent, in other words, keeping in the way that they are leaning, that they are leaned towards, or, or God has, uh, imparted upon them or within them. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. So growing up, I always used to hear adults say something when a kid was acting up or trying to act out. And this was the phrase. And if, if you're, you're out there in podcast land and, and, and you're listening, or maybe you're watching on YouTube, maybe you've heard this growing up. Why are you acting like you got no home training? Why are you acting like you ain't got no home training? Meaning, you know, good and well, acting up and acting out is going to get you nowhere. Why are you trying to, you know, and that would get another, you were in trouble. If you heard that, you were in trouble. You know, you were raised right. And that's what I think about when I read this, this proverb. And yet I've, I've heard people use this verse as like almost an excuse to tell their kids what to do or to form their kids into doing or being what the parent wants them to do or be. And I don't, I don't believe that that's contextually accurate with, with this particular verse. So let's, let's talk about this because raising kids is like part joy and part guerrilla warfare. Mm, yeah. Right. And dependent upon the season. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, just in the verse itself, just, it says train up a child in the way he should go, not in the way I want them to go or right. culture wants them to go or the latest book wants them to go. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important, and and because of the context of of proverbs and what we're talking about here, the way that he should go is, of course, you know, the way of the Lord. You know, so um, <clears throat> I think that's super important, and people may get that twisted up or whatnot. You know, and I think it is an issue. Yeah, well. I think a lot of parents have a lot of stress around this. You know, and I, speaking as a, a mom. Um, there's like a guilt that already comes with trying to make the right decisions for your kids, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, man, it's so easy to feel successful in work environment because you get like 
brownie points and goals achieved and, and no one ever goes to bed going man I, I was the best parent in the world today <laughs> <laughs> because y- they, there's so many aspects to it you really want to do well by them you really right. want to raise them up but I think too it's a difference of like um, like forcing our opinions on them and, and instead of just teaching them the truth and allowing them to be them I think that we get so overwhelmed and of course when you're stressed out you're the worst version mm-hmm. of yourself and it's hard for you because you're worried about how your kid will be perceived and what people will think. And then sometimes we allow our children even make us feel embarrassed because they don't seem like we we do well with them or that yeah. we're training them right. And they become a, a pressure point for us instead of, man, we can really raise them to know truth and 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 who God is and who they can be. Just the potential is anything and everything. And without us being worried Right. Constantly about are they going to be enough? Are they going to be what we think they should be? And, you know. Yeah, because I think I think what we get twisted a lot of times as as parents, because we're worried and we're concerned about ensuring that we, you know, raise a good kid or that our our kids are well adjusted or, you know, don't hate us or whatever. um, uh, When they grow up is this this idea that um, we fight against this idea that your kids have to like it. I want my kids to grow up believing everything that I say. I really don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to necessarily believe everything that I say. I want them to know that I'm honest, of course. I want them to trust me. But what I mean by that is I want them to be able to kind of deduce and to be able to um, separate and objectively look at everything that's going on and find the truth for themselves. I want them to be able to come to the conclusion of truth as opposed to, well, you know, that's, uh, that's what my dad says. You know, end up like the water boy. You know, mama said that, you know, <laughs> alligator, you know what I mean? Alligators are, are, are angry all the time because they got all of them teeth and no toothbrush. Like, no, that's not why, you know, it's the medulla oblongata. Nah, we don't need to even get into all that. Um, but, you know, there's so many good quotes, too. Frederick Douglass said it like this. He said, um, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we live in a, in a society full of broken men. Full of broken, and, and, and when he said that, he's meaning broken adults, you know, uh, and, you know, it's, it's easier to build a strong child. And our children right now are, they're, they're getting stuff thrown at them for, from every single angle saying, this is true, this is true, this is true, this is true. Or at least this is what I think, this is what I think, this is what I think, this is what I think. They're learning, uh, you know, very early uh, either that they can agree with what's going on with the crowd or, or they're going to get ridiculed or whatever the case may be. And so we have to make sure that we are giving them a, a good foundation and there's steps that we can take to in, or, or encourage our kids to take, I should say, uh, and things that we can do to help. Um, I think of Ephesians 6, 4, you know, fathers do not exacerbate your children. Uh, instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of uh, the Lord. You know, and I, and I want to say this real quick. You know, I know there's people listening. Maybe you don't have kids. Uh, maybe you're trying to have kids, man. And you know what? I pray that God would 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 bless you and, and help you to find a way to have that kid that you've been waiting for, have that kid that you guys have wanted for, for you know, a number of years or what have you. There's a lot of couples that really have a hard time, um, you know, in trying to have kids. And so I pray that God would bless you, man. Um, for those of you that are, you know, 20 years old and you think you have all the right answers of how to raise a kid and you don't have any kids, don't exacerbate the parents of actual children. Uh, that's not Ephesians 6, 4. That's, that's like Matthew 1, 1. Just don't, not Matthew in the Bible, just me. Like don't, don't come to me and try to tell me how to raise my kids when you ain't got no kids. Okay. Um, but 
this scripture, man, don't, don't exacerbate your children. Don't drive your children crazy just for the sake of doing it or for the sake of you want to be right. As parents, you know, uh, we tell our kids this sometimes, you know, it's like where we say, you know, it's our first time being parents too. It's not just your, your, oh, well, you know, my son is a little lawyer. And so he'll like, well, what do you expect? I'm a kid. You know, when he messes up, <laughs> yeah. like that's his, well, what do you want from me? I'm a kid. Okay, man, I get that. You are a kid. Uh, but when I mess up, it's like, well, dad, I can't, just, wait, hold on now. Well, it's my first time being a parent too. And so if I, you know, if I handle that wrong, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cause I don't want to exacerbate my child. And I also, you know, don't want to raise my kids necessarily to have more than I have. I want them to be more than I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there, there, I think there's a difference there, man. We don't want to do for our kids what they can do for themselves. Yeah. I love that you talk about building because, um, I, that's exactly what it is, 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 we are called to build the foundation. And I think foundations are so important because yeah. ultimately your kids are going to, you know, get older and they're going to think for themselves and they are going to question some of the things that you taught them, which is okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if you've built a foundation for them to, to stand on, they're responsible to build the rest of the house. You yes. know, they, they have to make that decision as to whether they're going to believe this worldview or that person or that opinion or God's word. Right. And if we've done our job to say, Hey, this is the foundation. Yeah. Um, it's okay for them to grow up and say, okay, I'm going to go search, research this out for myself now. Yeah. Like that's fine. Do that. I want you to do that. I don't want you to believe everything. I don't, I, but I, I do want to you to be a reflection of God's word in that foundation that we set for them. You know, I think so it has a lot to do with your yeah. goals. Yeah. Like, what is your goal? Is your goal to uh, raise a kid that's that's perfect and makes all the right decisions yeah. and is a good person? And, you know, like, if that is our goal, sometimes we don't recognize we're not looking at it objectively, right? Right. Because then we're nervous about every decision right. that they make, everything that they do, everything that they say, and then there's, like, this 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 fear around it when the truth is if my goal is that my kids would – would um, see things objectively, that they would learn from mistakes, that, that they mm-hmm. would, uh, not that I don't have to be a perfect parent either, mm-hmm. but man, I want them to learn from the things that I've gone through. Yeah. And so when I'm not so worried about being perfect uh, in front of them because I want to be this role model and I want to do right by them and this overwhelming energy that I'd have, have to carry to even pull that off, if I, with Karis, like what I'll do is whenever I make a mistake or something happens, I will go to her and say, you won't believe what happened today. And I'll tell her, I'll tell her I did this. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah. I was overwhelmed because this, this, and that. And she's learning from my mistakes. Right. And I don't have to be perfect. And sh- I'm letting her know she doesn't have to be perfect. My right. goal is not that they would do everything right every single time. My goal is to show them that they're they're human. I want them to know truth. And the truth mm-hmm. is, they're human beings. They're going to make mistakes. Right. But trying and picking yeah. yourself up is just key. And so instead of being so nervous about what they may do or may not do, mm-hmm. and being pastors, you know, the pastor's kids, that pressure for a PK is insane. Because, you know, you're the pastor's kid, so you're a reflection on us. No, I don't. Right, so yeah. And I mean, if you're walking much. around stressed out as a parent, guess what? Your kids are exacerbated. Absolutely. You've al- yeah. <laughs> they're, they're already exacerbated. Like, don't think, well, they're not carrying that. I'm carrying the stress for them. No, you're no, not. You're not. <laughs> no. They're, they're stressed too now because right. they see your stress. And, 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 you know, we are raising human beings. Uh, y'all remember, um, I just have this question for you. Y'all remember, uh, because I said so? Yes. 
Y'all remember? <laughs> y'all remember yeah. hearing that? Yeah. Growing up, like because I said so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had I had you know my 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 family dynamic was different. I grant you. Um, and so I had other people's parents. I had other people's mamas uh, telling me because I said so. That's, and I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> don't be so like confrontational. I'm, All right, we'll, we'll do it. I remember this. And um, for us, for us personally, it's we, we try to make it like to where that's not an acceptable response in our home. Not because we don't we haven't experienced more and we don't know obviously some things better than than you know what i mean than than a child of course we do but because we want to teach we want to train we want to instruct we want to guide we don't want to just tell yeah. we don't want to just go around telling you know like if they're not getting the point stop what you're doing and take the time to explain the why cuz kids need to know the why too and if you can give them the why of whatever happened whether it's a mistake or a good thing man i think that that's yeah. that's that's going to be so much more valuable to them for the rest of their life. Stop what you're doing. Take the time. Your child is more important than anything that you're doing right then. Yeah. So stop it. Take the time. Get on their level and talk to them. It's easy. They're easier to manage, though, if you do that. And that's why that's a go-to move, right? Because it's easier to manage. No, I just don't question me. Just do it. Yeah. But it is. It's huge. When you're explaining it to them, it's a a life lesson learned in a moment that's absolutely right you know let's go to second timothy real quick chapter 3 uh, verses 14 and 15 says but as for you uh, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it this is paul talking to timothy in his second letter to timothy timothy a young pastor and paul says and how far or in how uh, from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus kids are watching you for cues they are watching you you remember that old song with michael jackson featured in the in the chorus it was like um it was uh very gordy's son i always feel or Queen, yeah i always feel like Rockwell, watching me. like you're being watched yeah. all the time, watched all the time. And when we can, when we keep calm and we hold on to faith in the midst of chaos, then we're teaching them what to do. Mm-hmm. They're watching us, right? You not only teach them how to develop within their gifts and their calling, but we give them permission to have faith when it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to believe, yeah. you know, cause that's, that's really hard to do. And I think that, um, there's a lot of uh, anger right now in the world. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of confusion going on uh, in the world. And I think it's because we've got a lot of kids that grew up not understanding much of anything. And so now every, uh, there's just leaning into the raw emotion. Instead of leaning into who they were created to be and how they were created to be, they're just leaning into the raw emotion or leaning into just moment-to-moment whatever, however I respond is correct, which is dangerous because we all know even, even trying to do the right thing at any given moment, you can make a wrong decision and kids are watching you. How are you raised? It doesn't matter. Paul is charging Timothy and he's saying, you know, the scriptures, you've been taught this stuff, but not only did, did Timothy learn, but he was, he became convinced in the midst of his learning. It's not enough for you to say, you got to read your Bible. 
you know, as a parent, if you're, if you're a Christian parent and you're like, you need to read all the Bible, are you reading your Bible? Like as a parent, are you, are you prioritizing stuff? And it's not enough to say, well, you know, uh, community matters and we gotta, we have to, you know, make sure that we're loving other people and that we're gathering together in community. We're having, are, are you doing that? Or are you telling your kid to do that? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say or what you tell. Children learn most from from what you are, from who you are, not what you teach. That's just most people. Period. You you know what I mean? That they say that you you uh, you uh, multiply who you are, not not what you teach or what you know. Right? It's who you are, and and that's how that's what kids are doing, man. They're watching, and they're gonna pick up on I who think you are. It's the greatest disservice, man, to your kids when you tell them to to do you know what you say, not as you do. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest disservice, man, because um, you are supposed to be that model. And they, and they are. They yeah. are watching your every move. Um, and you can talk and you can say, and you, but if you don't do, it's, it doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah. You know, so it, it's so critical. So critical. Yeah. And Amanda mentioned PKs. I mean, yeah. I wasn't raised in church. You know, I'm fourth generation heathen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came to church, it didn't take long for me to understand the stigma i guess that that surrounds um mm-hmm. i didn't even know what the term pk was obviously at the time but you know the the preacher's kid the pastor's kid whatever i, I it didn't take me long to learn that, about that um and and i wonder i wonder why and and it's not a again it's not a knock against pastors or preachers i think that pastors and preachers have been just trying to do the right thing in front of people and they go home and oftentimes the grace that we have for others around us is not the same grace that we extend to those that are closest to us because we feel like, well, they know me the most. And so I don't have to give them as much grace. And so I I can, we consider it, we, I can come home and let my guard down. Why don't you just walk around, you know, that way? Well, also they're worried about how they're perceived. And if you're, if your kid's doing crazy things, then man, I'm perceived as a bad parent or bad person or bad pastor. I'm not a pastor of my home. I'm not a good enough pastor of my home. And I, I wanted to tell a story because I thought it was funny. Uh, when we lived in Cam, <laughs> I was talking to Camarillo, yeah. Camarillo. I was talking to this this older woman, and uh, like older older woman, and she was this new person that we're talking to, and from this other church, and um, you know, I'm just talking to her about random things, but you know, I'm the pastor of that church, and I'm talking to her, and Karis and Tony come up to me. And Tony pulls on my shirt, and I turn around, and I go, what's going on, bub? And he said, you're a butt face. And then he runs away and laughs really loud. And she looked shocked, and I went, well, that was interesting. I don't know what happened there. And it didn't bother me because I'm like, I'm not going to be embarrassed for my kids, but I'm definitely going to try to figure out what in the world happened just there. I walk (laughs) over to both of them, and I'm like, hey, guys, what do you think happened over there? Do you think that was necessary as I'm trying to have this conversation? And Tony goes, well, uh, Karis dared me for two bucks to co- and call you buttface in the middle of the conversation. I was like, well, that's a good dare. But how about we don't do that? My little boy's an entrepreneur. <laughs> but He's out here on his hustle. I could have been so infuriated by the idea of them making me be perceived as like a, not a good mom or, you know, whatever in front of this woman who I don't even know and I don't owe her anything. Right. So it was unnecessary for me to blow up for no reason, even though I did tell him, hey, how about how about we don't do that in the future? How about I give you two bucks to not? Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was just. I mean, well, and, and but I do have one question with regards to this. Or mm-hmm. Were you being a butt face? 
No, I, okay, was, I so was mining my own business. It was just for the two bucks. It was just for the two bucks. just trying to get It was just for the two bucks. So, <laughs> like, here's the truth. In, in, so here's something I think that we, that we need to consider and we need to think about then. You know, whether, it's, whether you're a pastor or not, really, you know, I think in the, in, the, um, in the world of Christendom, right, in the world of the church and, and stuff, uh, do not sacrifice your children on the altar of perception. I love that. Because the altar of perception is, is, is just this temporary thing. It may be a visitor and, oh, my goodness, you don't even really know. You're not, you're not, your charge is not to the people around you in that specific space first. Your charge is to your family first, to lead, to minister to, to pastor, to love your family. And so do not sacrifice your children at the altar of perception of others because I think, that, I think that's where kids leave the church too absolutely because kids will grow up as soon as they as soon as they get cars and they don't have to uh go right because church sometimes could be a thing man we were youth pastors too we got a we got a panel of youth pastors today you know we were we were in youth ministry for a lot of years and sometimes kids go to youth because their parents drove them there and they said you're going to youth (laughs) right and we know some of them that (laughs) the whole time just worship Everybody around them jumping, they just want to have attitude. Just you know, you ask them a question, try to no, no, like you know, trying to get almost trying to cause dissension because they don't want to be there, mm-hmm. and they're the 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 reason why they don't want to be there is more than likely because they have been sacrificed a time or two at the altar of perception, or they've been you know. Uh, hollered at or tried to you're not training the child up in the way that they should go but you're trying to conform them to the way that you want them to appear to everybody else and we we can't do that to our kids man we're hurting our babies yeah it's not a it's not a reality show (laughs) right right (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's not a reality show we're not trying to i mean what happens at home and what we're doing at home is so sacred and so um and so we have to be able to do what god has called us to do um train our kids you know and not worry about the the naysayers or people that try to come in and say, nah, man, like this is what we do here at home. This is, and you know what? It takes a lot of pressure off when you, yeah. when you're able to operate like that and, and know like I'm doing what God has called me to do here in my mm-hmm. home. And I, I don't have to worry about what people are thinking. Or That's right. Yeah. You didn't put in on this, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and trying not to uh, teach them to care about what people think. Right. But what does God think? That's that's the huge thing. That's the huge problem we come across. We care too much about what people think. And if I care about what these people think about my kids, and that's so evident to my kids, that's they're gonna what care. they're trained to think. They right. have to care about what people mm-hmm. think. And they don't even matter in this whole thing. This is, wh- what, is what does God think? What does God want right. for me? And that's where they find their identity, right? What does God want me to do? Yeah. Not what will people love so much if I was, you know, like how would I be perceived uh, from other people if I did dot dot dot? Who cares? And that's that's yeah. the huge difference. And I that's why I, I love so much what you were saying about uh, being sacrificed to that altar because it's absolutely true. Yeah, man. Because everybody's got an opinion and everybody's gonna have something to say. It's way easy. It's it's way easier to be in uh, what they would call an armchair quarterback, you know, than it is to go out there and actually play in the game. Mm-hmm. And so there are people that live their lives observing the lives of others so that they can tear them down because tearing somebody down is a lot less work than building somebody up. Mm-hmm. And 
if we teach our kids and train our kids to listen to that and believe that and to live by that, then we're not setting them up for success. We're not training them up in the way that they should go. And when they get old, they're not going to depart from that. Yeah. They're going to go by what, what they learned about, but, but and we're just going to put on a happy face and we're just going to, yeah. we're just going to pretend, Oh, we come here to pretend. And then once we're done, we just, we don't pretend anymore. And, and, and I've, I've met and we've run into so many people, man, that are mad at God or don't like the church or, or hate mm-hmm. Christians or yeah. whatever. And it's because they were raised in church and experienced this stuff for themselves. And, Again, we're all, this is not a, this is not a knock against any parent. This is me saying we've all made mistakes, but instead of making a mistake and then pretending like it never happened, parents, let's, when we make a mistake, let's own it. Let's teach our kids how to properly respond when a mistake is made. If we, uh, if we do something wrong, let's talk about it. If we think something is is happening or we're being led down a certain direction let's teach our kids about what discernment is about what it means to understand and define truth and objectivity to be able to love people to the soul to be able to love beyond people's opinions preferences choices whatever uh, that doesn't to be able to love and disagree like to all of that all of that we have to be able to teach our kids to do that instead of just do what i say i think that's so important man because um we do, man, like nobody's perfect. And, mm-hmm. and I love how you said earlier, like, this is my first time being a parent, you know, like I, yeah. I'm still trying to, yeah. and raising kids, it's, it's hard, man. Like they always say they don't come with the manual and it's so true. Like, yeah. And there's, and they, they come in different stages. Like yeah. you got when they're yes. young and then they're, they're, they're the pre-tweens and then they're the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and so like, it's, it's different stages. And you're like, man, like, am I doing this right? Should I say it? And sometimes you get in your, your feelings and your emotions of yep. it and you're like, okay, I made a mistake. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have done that. And so it's not, <clears throat> it's not easy. It's, it's a, it's a hard job. You know, I think I, it's I, important for kids to understand that too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. man. I, I let the kids point out things to me. Like if I make a mistake uh, and um, like, I don't know, it was just the other day, uh, Tony looks at me and he goes, are you feeling a little stressed out? <laughs> and I said, yes, I Yes, I am. And then I explained to him. You said, mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> and I explained to him what, you know, what I was, I, I was like, he, he really kind of caught me slip up a little bit because I was getting frustrated. Yeah. And then uh, honestly, I was just talking to him about getting to the source of that frustration because I wanted just to let it out because I want him to have a healthy balance of that too. Like when he's mad to know, hey, it's okay to be mad. That happens to all of us. But then why are you mad? And what, what does that look like? And, and um, instead of, you know, being frustrated that I made this mistake in front of them or whatever, almost yeah. appreciating the fact that it's a m- one more opportunity to teach my kids too, that you're human. We're all human. It's okay. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. And uh, I want that dialogue between them and me, you know, and it's a constant thing that we have. And I've had a lot of people tell me like, you, you explain too much to your kids. And I, I've often wondered about that because I like to think inwardly, am I, you know, is that, am I saying too much or am I sharing too much but right. honestly I, I don't I don't think so I think that you know like we were talking about earlier because I said so is not enough it's not mm-hmm. that's it's not good enough I want every opportunity that we have in our home whether I made a mistake they made a mistake something bad happened I don't care what it was I want us to learn from it because I don't want them like killing themselves over a mistake or a bad decision or a poor decision 
I want them to go, I can learn from this, and it be a learning opportunity instead of a source of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Hey, so uh, I'm just going to open this up real quick. I want to. Let's go. No, <laughs> I'm about it. So some some practical tips on parenting, if you can think of some just practical things that you guys have done. Um, it's your children. And <laughs> Okay, that's what I was going to ask. I like, just wanted to see what like anybody would do. <laughs> like spanking, let's talk about that because that's a big thing in our culture. Like if you're sure. spanking your kids. Like, yes or no? Sure. Yeah, like. <laughs> I well, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you the 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 truth about about um, as it pertains to spanking. I, you know, I I you know, I think yeah. If if you got to spank your kids, you spank your kids. Never ever correct your children in anger. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. I'll be honest with you. When our kids were younger, we spanked them. We haven't had to spank. I mean, the last time I spanked my kid, they were they they don't even remember being spanked because they were you know it's been that long. Yeah. Um, and so I would just say as it pertains to spanking. There's a difference between spanking and hitting, yeah. you know, and um, if, if you're if you're going to spank them, spank them. If, if you're doing something out of frustration, anger or whatever, you're not teaching them anything. You're you're hitting them. You're hurting them. And that's not OK. Yeah. It's not OK to hit a child if you're if you're going to correct and spank the child that you know what I'm saying? Like, so right. for me, I think of it in two different. You know, I grew up in an abusive home. And so. I look at that differently. Do, should you spank your kids? And then the word of God doesn't say, you know, don't spoil the rod. You know, don't spare the rod. Do not spoil the child. Yeah, that's what the word says. Um, you know, but at the same time, there's a difference right. between spanking your children for correction and just and hitting them. I think the goal has always yeah. got to be to teach and not uh, correct. Yeah. You know, if that makes any sense. Like always a teaching moment. So depending on what that looks like and what's necessary, and every kid has a different, like you were talking about different stages, mm -hmm. literally every kid's different. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. so crazy. What will yeah. work for one kid will not work yeah. for another, and, that, and that's okay to even like figure that out. But I think that you would be, you would be more objective and clear-minded if you did not allow your kids to impact your emotions so right. much. Then you'd be able to handle it properly yeah. and know, should I, shouldn't I, you know? But I, I think, um, again, when you do anything in anger, you're wrong. Even correcting. Yeah, you missed like it. Verbally, physically, it doesn't matter. You, it's, it, this is emotion that you're dealing with, not necessarily teaching them in this yeah, way. And I like that you said, you know, you gotta, it's going to depend, too, on because kids are different. You're raising, again, they're little people, yeah. and people are different. Like, you know, uh, my daughter, we didn't really have to, we didn't really have to spank her. Um, my son... It was a different story. We had to we had to spank him, but we didn't have to spank him long. Like we didn't, you know. It, so yeah, they're different. Yeah, no, same same here. I, I love what you said about there's a difference between hitting them and spanking them and yeah. teaching them. Yeah. Um, and I and I I'm I'm here, you know, and I I never I didn't get it right either, you know. Like mm. there's right. times where I did do it out of out of just frustration. Yeah. And I look back, I'm like, man, like I did that so wrong. Same. Yeah. And so same. I think it's just learning. But yeah, it's, I definitely agree. Like spanking out of, you know, teaching and, and trying to, you know, train them up is so important. So practical tips, though, do you guys have any on parenting? Talk to them about everything. Yeah. yeah. Let your let let your kids hear everything first from you. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever the subject may be. If it's, you know what I mean? If, uh, if it's a, if it's a social media thing, if it's a, if it's something that you know is going to be discussed in the classroom or at the, at the, in the lunchroom or at the water cooler, or if you know that, you know, like, uh, 
whatever the topic may be, even sex, like, okay, you know, so we've already had the sex talk with our kids a couple times, actually. They're very, very young to have had the sex talk, but we talked to them about it early because we don't want them to hear it first. From, we don't want a teacher to be right. responsible to tell them first. Um, no, we're going we're gonna to tell you. We're your parent, uh, you know. Go learn math, science, history, and English there. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we want to help yeah. you define the rest of that stuff. But I would say no, no, no topic should be taboo. Mm -hmm. That would be my practical tip. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just yeah. being open and honest with them. I think sometimes we feel like they can't handle certain things, mm -hmm. but honestly, if we're the one that helped them with perspective um, and clarity about certain things, it's okay for them to understand it all. Because I think a lot of kids are kind of left in the dark with things and they know something's up, but they don't know what it is and right. it makes them feel unsettled, but they don't even know why and they can't fix it and they can't right. change it. But if you're helping them understand in every season what's going on, but then, you know, giving them perspective on it, it helps them, you know, to, to grow in, in whatever season you guys are in yeah. you know, together. I think, I think it's also too, for, for me anyways, because I had both of those things on my list here, but I think uh, praying with your kids is so important. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, inviting Jesus into the room. We talk about inviting Jesus and. And so, like, when they're going through something, or even when they were younger, we used to pray pray with them in bed. And as they, they get older, of course, it's, like, not the thing to do. But um, you build that foundation with them. So when they're going through something or they're going through a hard time, yeah, um, you're able just to say, hey, come sit here. Let's talk. And then let's pray. Like, let's in invite yeah. God into the situation. It's so critical. And they learn how to how to release that to him as that, well. Yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. Super important. That's good, man. I like it. I like it. I'm looking over at Andy because I don't know. Do we got music? That was loud. <laughs> That's a little rocky it's, there, but it's, the it's time for recommendations. The, <laughs> <laughs> the clap hit me, man, and I blinked like I was shooting a gun. Like it was the clap hit hard. Man, we got some recommendations. This is something that we do at the end of each episode. So excited to uh, to to hit up this up. I'm gonna share mine first. Mine is actually an older book. Um, I say older. It's, it's like. Gosh, I don't know. 2012. <laughs> uh, it's old. You know, oh my gosh, this book's old. It's a book called Jesus Is by Judah Smith. This is this is one of the um this is one of the books that kind of helped me. And Judah Smith was one of the dudes at that time that kind of helped me. I was you know, uh not raised in church, but when I got to church, I I spent, you know, years learning and kind of wading through legalism and, and all that stuff. And Judah Smith was one of those dudes that kind of helped get me kind of set free from all that. He was one of the people that let me know like, Oh, you yeah. can, you can be funny in church. Yeah. That's allowed. You know, cause I, I had been told like, you know, you can't do this. Oh, don't do that. Oh, it's not funny. What we're doing is not funny. And we're, you know, and yeah. now nah, man, Jesus is by Judah Smith. It's a, it's an amazing book. It kind of talks about the different characteristics of Jesus and really, really cool, man. Mm -hmm. What do you got? Uh, okay, so Bob Goff, everybody always. Um, I love I love him so much. Honestly, he's amazing. But um, and it's a it's kind of an older book too. It's not brand new. Everybody um, always everybody by Bob always Goff. By Bob Goff. Um, I just people are our mission, and I think sometimes we get sidetracked on on other things, but they're everything. So yeah. love it. What you got, dude? I, I remember going to Catalyst <laughs> and Judah Smith preach, and like ninety percent of his message was just comedy. Yeah, and like ten percent was. was like the gospel. I was like, yeah. yes, <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. I love Judah Smith too. Um, but no, I actually I don't have a book, you guys. I don't have an Instagram follow. I don't have a YouTube subscription. I don't have any of that. 
What I have uh, is an app. Oh. I'm gonna recommend okay. an app. Okay. 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 Um, recommend but, an app. But actually, so to so when we're using Orange Curriculum, so you yeah. talked about Orange Curriculum. Yeah. They had this free app that was amazing. It's called the Parent Q. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but okay. it's called the Parent Q. And what you can do is you can <clears throat> input your kids in there and their Ooh. age and their birthday. Yeah. And what they do is they'll send you notifications on things to uh, like recommendation or tips um, for your kid in that stage of their life. So that's awesome. So yeah, if they're like a teenager, it'll be like, do this with your kid today. You know, just like little practical things to do each day. Um, Love that. And then it'll even give you like, I think they say there's like 930 some days as from Ooh. or year days from when they're young to when they graduate. And so it just talks about like what to do each day in different stages of their life. So it's called the Parent Q uh, by Orange Curriculum. The Parent Q by Orange yes. Curriculum. Everybody awesome. always, Bob Goff, Judah Smith, Jesus yeah. is. That's all the time that we have today on this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Other than that, yeah. go love like Jesus. We're out. Parents are children.